Hey, what up, Long Beach? Coming to you live via tape delay from the press box on Bolt Diamond at Blair Field. We are doing a special episode of the podcast this week because we're just here for two games. So we're going to take you through the whole thing. We talk a little bit about how we work these games, what happens in between them. We're going to get on the field, talk to some players and some coaches after it, and kind of wrap up what this means for the rest of more league baseball season. As always, the show is part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post, and we are the562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardabasio, and that coverage for the Post includes a lot more than just sports. We're also covering education. We're hoping to have some updates this week on labor negotiations between the Long Beach Unified School District and its two biggest unions. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson reminding you the 562.org is a nonprofit community funded news outlet. And since we're at a baseball game, it makes sense to bring up the fact that we just recently announced that our baseball and softball coverage for the remainder of this season, sponsored by Megan Kerr. We've had a bunch of sponsorship announcements, which is awesome. Uh, we've also had Dan and Desiree Gooch sponsoring our golf coverage, um, John Ross sponsoring our Jordan coverage. Um, there's been a lot of announcements, Long Beach Century Club sponsoring our Athletes of the Week. Forgive me if I'm missing any, they've been coming fast and furious. Thank you to all of our sponsors, our supporters, our subscribers, everyone who makes what we do possible. We're lucky to be here, happy to be here, and uh, it's going to be a fun day at the ballpark. Always a fun day on Bull Diamond at Blair Field. Wilson Milliken going right now. This is basically the first place game because neither of them have picked up a league loss yet here still early in the season. Uh, that's a shallow fly ball. Somebody's <laughs> got to call that. All right, we're good. Um, so, so like I said, we're going to be kind of uh, dipping in and out of these games and, and, and showing you what it's like to be here for these doubleheaders. Mike, the Blair Field doubleheaders from Moore League Baseball, not only are they 100% unique, can't really find anything like this anywhere else in high school baseball. It's also just a stunningly beautiful setting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we feel a certain amount of gratitude every time we're out here um, getting to watch the sunset over uh, le the left field wall, over the Naples Rib Company sign over there. Um, but you're right, it is absolutely special. To, to the point you just mentioned, Wilson Milliken, the last two undefeated in the Moore League. Um, so this is the first place game, but I'm texting with Ron Keister, the Milliken coach earlier, and he says, yeah, we're literally two two balls differently away from Polly and Lakewood being undefeated. <laughs> like that's how close it always is. Uh, it is currently scoreless as we're talking right now. Um, and that's just the way it's been. And once again, we're looking at a double header here where all of the pitchers are, you know, division one caliber athletes in this sport. Um, we've got Long Beach state <laughs> pitching against Cal Poly on the mound. And then in the nightcap between Lakewood and Polly, you've got Rhino from Polly, who obviously is a big time guy. Uh, and then Anthony Ionson who signed with UCSD for Lakewood. Yeah. I don't think the ball Sean's be hit off of Charlie Royal has landed yet uh, but the Wilson Bruins did come back and win that game and that's why they're in this game kind of for first place yeah you mentioned it I was going to say that we could see a Wilson's Charlie Royal versus Milliken's uh, Miles Patton a few years from now in the Big West on this very on this very field <laughs> right yeah no and that's what that's what makes these games special you know the, the setting is special and the caliber of the kids in this league obviously over the years has been great but this is definitely one of those years where everyone has a senior guy um, and that's what makes a little bit more special we're, we're watching uh, Sam DeCarlo warming up in the on deck circle right now his uh, his dad Dan likes to point out to us you know this is what makes Long Beach so fun to cover is a ton of these kids played on the Pony World Series teams together uh, or Little League Long Beach Little League at Stearns or played at Los Altos at Eldo so th there's relationships and rivalries you did a great job highlighting this in that Polly Wilson game you know neighbors friends former teammates um, I feel a little bit more connected to that tradition than I normally do because my son is currently a, a, an eight-year-old playing in the double-A uh, level at Eldo. 
And it, you're starting to have that thing. Like the kids talk to each other about what high school they're going to go to. You know, you know who the kids are. It's, oh, I can't wait to get to Millican. You know the kids you're probably going to lose to Los Al. You know, you, <laughs> the, that's, the, that stuff is kind of already starting to ramp up, um, which it, it's, it's really cool. I can see why it has meant so much to the, the parents of uh, kids that we've covered, you know, over the last 15 years. And, and that's one of the biggest reasons why we, we love Long Beach sports so much is because of that tradition and that community feel and really the history that's so deep-rooted. I mean, we're sitting here at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. This has changed a lot since we started working, let alone since it was built. You know what I mean? You've got the batting, batting cages down the right field line, Troy Tulowitzki's batting cages. You've got the Jared Weaver bullpen. you got the Steve Traxel bullpen. Like, all of these improvements are within the last few years, but it never loses that old-school feel. You know what I mean? It still feels like an old day at the ballpark. We are feet away from the organ that they just put in for Dieter Rule, the Dodgers organist who comes here for dirtbag games. And just sitting here watching the dirtbags with the organ and everything, it is just the oldest of old school, and I absolutely love it. Because when you're talking old school, baseball is where that's at. Well, and let's talk a little bit about the history of the park. I mean, uh, the the site we're sitting on, including the orientation, is the site of the former recre uh, recreation park grandstands, the, uh, the, the shell oil teams used to play through here, barnstorming teams that included Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Hank Aaron have played on this same piece of land. Um, the field obviously has also played host to tons of movies. Moneyball was filmed here. The baseball scenes from Space Jam were filmed here. That I was you can for. see, yeah, you can see Mike in the background of those uh, of, of Michael Jordan swinging and missing at all those curveballs. Right, right, right. But you know, but there's also football. I mean, the um, the there there have been baseball teams who've had spring training here, um, including the Cubs actually, because they used to have spring training. Uh, out on Catalina Island, which is still mostly owned by the Wrigley family. Yes, that Wrigley family. Um, so, you know, they, the, the Wrigleys used to sit up on their mansion on the hill and watch spring training happening on Catalina Island. Cubs moved over here. Uh, the Rams football team had a training camp here one year. Um, back in the day, the old, uh, you know, legendary Press-Telegram columnist Doug Krikorian has a story about being chased up one of the trees over the fence <laughs> by uh, a ferocious defensive lineman he'd written something not so kind about. Um, so a ton of history, and what really makes it special to me is everyone knew how deep the history in, in Long Beach with baseball was, and it actually was a sports writer. This is one of, this is probably the nicest facility anywhere in the country named after a sports writer, but Frank T. Blair was a longtime columnist for the Press-Telegram, and it was his columns, we, we've written about this a number of times and quoted him, his columns advocating for um, needing a nice place uh, for the kids of Long Beach to play that led to a construction bond that got this place built um, and here, you know, 65 years later, how many major leaguers and, and great players have gotten to come through here? It's just a really, really special place, and we feel uh, very fortunate to get to be here and get to be bugged by our buddy Ziggy. Ziggy Dude, this, is, this is live. This is live. <laughs> this is this is what you get. Mark Ziggenhagen, uh, local football guru. No. Retired guru. Retired <laughs> guru. A uh, ten-year-old coach now. <laughs> He's a, a Coach great, Flag Football great, Championships. Great, yes, great, great, great Friday Night Lights uh, Flag Football Coach. <laughs> uh, well, uh, DiCarlo just got his second hit of the day. We got runners at the corners with two outs here in the second. So we're going to go back to work, and we're going to get right back to you after this game with a couple of interviews with players and coaches, and, uh, and maybe Zig will sit down and, and talk some shop with us. We make the joke that they don't make high school baseball at Bull Diamond of Blair Field without uh, a few proverbial broken bats, right? We did not get the offensive explosion that we usually get on the campus fields. It was very defensive. And at the end of the day, 
It's Miles Patton. It's Milliken. They win it. one nothing. Uh, Wilson with some definite chances to tie and possibly take the lead there in the late innings. But uh, the juice was loose, man. The juice was loose. And as Ron Keister kind of put it with, in the interview after the game, it's like, you know, when you needed him, when you needed Miles Patton to step up and get a couple punch outs, he got back-to-back punch outs with the potential tying run 90 feet away. And so, you know, we had a potential Big West pitching preview, you know, between Charlie Roll going to Cal Poly and Miles Patton obviously staying home at Long Beach State. And uh, they delivered, but also their defenses were a big part of the game. And Milliken was pretty tight defensively, had a huge double play ball to keep Wilson off the board. And you just knew the margins were going to be razor thin. And uh, ultimately, it came down to that one early run that Milliken was able to bring home on an air. And uh, Royal ends up the tough luck loser. Yeah, great heads-up base running from Ryan Geck, who you're about to hear from. We also talked to uh, Sam DiCarlo, who set the table at the top and made a couple really nice defensive plays, as Tyler mentioned. Those defensive plays, you either make them or you don't. And the one that didn't get made ended up being the only run of the day. Here with Miles Patton, uh, complete game, shutout against Wilson to get Milliken the 1-0 win. Uh, Miles, a uh, grindy game, uh, kind of a pitcher's duel, but the defenses were super active. Mm-hmm. How much How much did your defense pick you up today? Had some key double plays and, and played pretty solid behind you all day. I mean, I couldn't do it without them. I mean, they saved the game. They kept the game with, with me not giving up any runs. You know, so many great plays. You know, every single inning there could have been a few hits if the defense wasn't stepping up and making big plays behind me. So, I mean, they they're huge today. It was, it was all them, really. Well, and take me to the seventh inning. I mean, obviously a lot of pressure. You know, you got a couple base runners on, just the one out. You're protecting the one-run lead. Got back-to-back strikeouts there to, to strand a pair and, and get your team the win. What was going through your head during that seventh, and uh, how good did it feel to, to lock it down and, and get the win for your guys? I mean, it felt, it felt really good. You know, every every game in more league is a huge game, huge victory. You know, just had to keep my composure, keep throwing my pitches, keep just trusting my mechanics and just going straight to the glove, not trying to think too much, just trying to, compete and just beat the hitters really well and it seemed like you got the fastball by him you know in those last couple at bats is that was that kind of the game plan to just try to run a couple by him did you did you have did you dig deep in the tank to (laughs) to get a little extra velo and sneak it by those bats yeah i mean i was trying to just just fire some in there get a little get a little heat behind it (laughs) uh yeah i mean had not the best swing on the fastball so good 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 pitch calling by our coach and just finished him off with pretty good pitch well, and, and generally, there weren't a ton of strikeouts. You know, usually when you've got a couple Division One pitchers like you and Charlie, you know, going head-to-head, you expect to see, you know, a bunch of strikeouts. And you've racked up plenty of strikeouts in your career. But it wasn't that kind of game. You know, both teams were putting the ball in play. Do you feel like these teams just know the pitchers so well because they've seen you so many times? You've seen Charlie so many times. Is that why you feel like it's, it's harder to miss bats in, in these kind of matchups, the familiarity? Yeah, I think it definitely plays a little role in it. You know, I mean, I've been playing with Charlie and, bunch of kids on those Wilson teams since I was like 13 years old in eighth grade so I mean I've seen them hundreds of times you know it's it's a lot harder to strike out people when you've had that many at bats with them so just trying to keep the pitches down you know get weak contact and that's what I luckily was able to do for the most part here with Ryan Geck scorer of the game-winning run the deciding run can you walk me through that play what was what was going through your head and at what point did you make the decision you were going to go home so i was waiting for coach keiser to tell me to go but i knew as soon as the first baseman caught the ball i'm, I'm going home so yeah. was that a read or you just knew that let's just, say, let the ball go that's just like kind of how it go like once the first base because the shortstop second baseman gonna be a little more athletic more better with their arms and stuff so as soon as the first baseman caught it i was i was gone Talk to me about how big this win is. How, how does this team feel about a game like this so early in the season, but it meant so much? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, all, a lot of us are friends with, especially Charlie. He's one of my really close, good friends, and I have tons of friends on that team. So, like, 
that makes the rivalry even more bigger, more fun. You know what I mean? Like, it just just adds to it. Absolutely. Uh, when was the last time you played here in a big game? Yeah, because I was trying to think about it. it. It's been a while, right? Like years. <laughs> I think it would have been Polly. Yeah. Freshman year versus Polly. Right. Yeah. So what's it like to be back here at Bull Diamond and Blair? It's awesome, man. It's a it's a blessing that we get to play here at, a, at the high school level. It's a super cool place to play. Like. Is it, a, is it a lot different than the campus fields, like batter eye? Oh, for sure. Yeah. The campus field, especially, I mean, in the Moore League, there's some, there's some bad hops at some of the campus fields, right, for right, sure. Right. right, but it's nice out here. The, uh, it's you don't pristine. Have, you don't got to rake it's after pristine. either. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mr. DiCarlo setting the table at the top. Big win for you guys, right? You guys feel like that's a big win? Huge win, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. It's still early in the year, though. But, like, that's... It's, Table setter, maybe, is kind of the word to use there? Yeah, table setter, that's a good word, yeah. I mean, we're off to a good start. That would mean we're the last undefeated team left in Moore League, so we're, it's good to build off that. Is this the first game you guys have played here since winning the CIF championship, or did you guys do a non-league here? We played a non-league game here, okay, yeah. Okay, but this is the first t- Moore League game you've played since that. Yeah. Being out there on the field, you get like <laughs> you get some memories, some flashbacks? What's oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Memories come back, the playoff run, yeah. It's awesome. What's it like playing at a ballpark like this, man? It's just like we were sitting up there at the press box just loving how much we were loving being back. You know what I mean? It felt like so long from having these awesome doubleheaders. We got the top four teams all going. What's what's it like being out there? It's super special. I mean, just the comparison between this and the regular fields. I mean, you can't really compare. It's, it's really special to play here. We're really fortunate. I mean, the echo off the bat. It's just everything's great here. Talk about Juice, man. Maybe not his most dominant performance, but... Got the job done. Absolutely. Got the job done, yeah. He, he pitched when he needed to, and, I mean, no runs. I mean, you can't complain. Absolutely. Uh, what, what do you guys need to do to kind of mo- maintain this momentum? You know what I mean? That's a big game, but you also got to play Polly, and you got to play Lakewood. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the start. So how do you maintain a good momentum like this in a game like that? Yeah, of course. Just keep our focus. I mean, we're working hard in practice. Just keep working hard on practice. Uh, don't take any pitches off. Just we're always focused. We are now a few innings into the nightcap, Lakewood and Polly. It looks like it's going to be a great pitching matchup between Anthony Ionson from Lakewood and Ryan Shonsby from Polly. Uh, Tyler, I wanted to make sure we dipped in here in kind of in between the games, but also the beginning of the second game. This is a wholly original experience for us as well, because very rarely do we get to start working on the game we covered while covering another game before we finish work. We're up here in the press box for the half hour, 45 minutes, or whatever it is in between these games doing our work. You're literally uploading footage right now. And uh, luckily, I got mine uploaded and almost all the way edited (laughs) already. So we're looking good so far. Wow, humble brag there from JJ to point out how quickly he's able to work. Uh, Yeah, but no, it is nice to be able to work and work at the same time. You know, work ahead, but also focus on the game. It can get a little confusing. You start to cross your wires and get the games mixed up. So hopefully this game takes on a little different personality than the first game. But usually, more often than not, they're low scoring, and they come down to a few key plays. And a lot of times it does come down to playing clean, good defensive baseball. Yeah, that's what you have to have. You have to have that in this ballpark. And the views from up here, guys, I I know a lot of you who are listening have been to Bull Diamond and Player Field and and been able to uh, enjoy a ball game here. But up in the press box, this this bird's eye view uh, into the park behind center field, when that sun sets, and as Tyler likes to say, that that Tennessee orange takes over over those hues out there on the trees, man, uh, second to none for viewing, I think here in Long Beach. The sunset at the beach is pretty cool. 
But I'll take the Sunset of Bull Domino Blair Field every time. Absolutely. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but I'm a sucker for the cotton candy sunsets that we get here at Bull Diamond at Blair Field, JJ. Um, and it's interesting, too, that you point that out because there's a couple dirtbags lingering around here, a couple baseball nuts. Uh, Devereaux Harrison, All-American closer if you need him, and freshman uh, plays everywhere and mashes the ball. Rocco Pepe at the game. They were up here in between games just checking out the view. Like, I've never actually been up here. You know, they've spent so many hours on this field but haven't actually taken in the view from up here. And it's really special you know with the trees in the background and you know you get the you know the beautiful lighting that we have now and you get a real look at the golf course and like you said the the sunset coming in it's a it's a special place to be and we're very lucky that we get to see high school and college games at this ballpark anthony ionson one man wrecking crew today you go cg you shut him out and you also scored what is effectively the game-winning <laughs> run. How big of a game was this for you guys coming in? You know, where was your heads at? You know, uh, playing last week, uh, just losing it at the end. We really just wanted to finish this game out. Uh, we all had a chip on our shoulder this game. We were all excited to play today. Uh, and we just love playing against Polly, Milliken, all the more league teams. It's just a different atmosphere. So when you go out there and put runs up early and win, it feels it's a great feeling. Yeah, you guys took that uh, loss to Milliken kind of as motivation? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, yeah. Okay, cool. sure take it as motivation. So all you can take it as, you can either take it as, you can either be down or you can either move, use that game and move on and use it as a building block. So try to just build off of it. Awesome. What was your approach today? Did you have a game plan? Did you stick to it? Did you adjust it at all on the fly? Uh, towards the end, I started to get shaky, starting off with strikes early in the count. So I just tried to reset myself, uh, start off early, and try to get ahead in the count so I didn't have to fight back throw more pitches than I did. Right. You looked like you were able to kind of pour in that breaking ball there at the end as well. Did you feel like that got better as the game got longer? Yeah, I do feel like my breaking ball got better as the game got longer. <clears throat> um, it's, it's one of my go-to pitches, so if it's effective, then I feel like I'm effective as well. We've been saying it all day. It feels like forever since we were here for an <laughs> old-fashioned, more league doubleheader with the four best teams here at Bull Diamond and Blair Field. What did it feel like to be back out on that big bump and kind of, you know, with the spotlight on you a little bit? It feels great. I remember coming here when I was when I was 11, 12, watching all the great players who are now in the college and MLB playing. So it's just a great feeling to know that to be able to play against the same teams I used to watch when I was younger. Coach Spud O'Neill, it's got to feel good for you guys, too, to bounce back from that loss to Milliken with a game like this, where Absolutely. at the end, you know, you have to hold down. Talk about the growth of the team from that game to this game. Um, we compete, you know, and uh, we lost uh, to Arlington on, on uh, Saturday, and, and um, they're number one in our division, and we competed with them, and that kind of got us ready for, for this also. And uh, everyone um, was pretty down losing to Milliken the way we did. So, you know, uh, we're just going to try and keep pace with them. And, of course, uh, Wilson has their pitcher who's, who's dynamite. So, so we'll, uh, it's going to be a, a dogfight every game. Well, your, your guy's pretty good, too. <laughs> Ionson with the, uh, with the CG today. It's nice to have him. And, and uh, it's, it's great to beat the defending champions, the last two champions uh, for the past two years. And, and um uh, I think uh, we get a feather in our cap for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, talk a little bit about him, his, you know, his, his bulldog mentality. He seems to get better the longer the game goes. Uh, you should see him at practice. Um, <clears throat> I, I can't even explain it. Um, he's, uh, he runs everywhere. Uh, he picks up stuff. He does this. He does that. He's, he's just a, 
a good person and and he's a great leader and and uh, he doesn't um, <clears throat> let the kids um, get away with stuff and 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 he is a competitor and he is one of the guys.